Okay, everybody, we are continuing in our Exodus journey. Uh, we are coming to this passage, which happens after the 10th plague that God sent upon Egypt, the death mm -hmm. of the firstborn son. And uh, now Pharaoh has said, get out of my country. So now they're going. And one of the ways that they're going to prepare for that, and a quick cross-reference, is Exodus 3.22, um, <clears throat> which says that uh, God said that every... Um, woman shall ask of her neighbor and any woman who lives in her house for silver and gold jewelry and for clothing. You shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, so you shall plunder the Egyptians. Right, because these people were slaves. They didn't really have very <clears throat> much. Um, but in just asking for these things, they were able to accumulate some wealth. And they were able to do this, one, because we look at verse 36, the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. So for the every Egyptian, they're like, you know what? We're kind of treated you poorly. Um, your God is real. Um, and they're kind of going to that line, but also that these women were bold in asking for these things. Yeah, and that boldness with, I guess, good relationship. I don't know a better way to put that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a model that we're going to see many times throughout the scriptures of what God wants his people, how God wants his people to interact with not his people when they're enslaved. This is how he's told them when they went to exile um, in Babylon. He said, build tents and trade and do good do good business because I'm going to rescue you. Um, don't be jerks. <clears throat> um, and even in the New Testament, right, when people are sent out to evangelize, don't be jerks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we see that uh, <coughs> 600,000 men, so that means double that for women and children, more than double that, so it's over the million people leave Egypt, um, and they bring out unleavened cakes because they didn't have time for their bread to rise. This uh -huh. is literally like overnight. They are gone. Yeah, and they're traveling. So, you know, would you rather bring pita bread when you're riding on the back of a donkey or like a loaf of wraith? Which becomes which pita becomes bread. becomes pita bread. It's like it becomes unleavened no matter what you do. Um, uh, and then uh, because of this, uh, the Lord um, institutes the Passover, um, which you guys is, uh, will probably know it's when, you know, they kill mm -hmm. the lamb um, and it's referenced in uh, the Lord's Supper. Um, and I think uh, Jason wanted to focus more on verse and, 48. Yeah, especially in light of, you know, yesterday when we looked at Zipporah circumcising Gershom, uh, Moses' son, that here God is saying, hey, anyone that wants to come with them, right, is is welcome to come. And they do. Um, in one of the previous verses, it says, Egyptians came with them and mixed people came with them. Yeah. They're like, um, yeah, we want to go with the God that could turn the Red Sea into blood. Nile um, River. Nile River into blood. Yes. And the Red, and well, eventually we'll part the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we see that God does have room for the sojourner, right? Um, uh, and this is a God who has done this forever. And we see this, right, even in us, the Gentiles becoming part of his people. Right. Um and then, yeah. just like we saw, you know, yesterday, then he asks for obedience in consecrating the firstborn, um, which all of these things, if you think about it, are the things in which uh, women are vital uh, for circumcision, for consecration, for giving birth. For giving birth. <laughs> um, yeah, so even though the men are the one that are numbered, uh, the Bible does make it clear that these women are integrally a part of this Exodus narrative. And therefore, that heart and that attitude that we have towards um, here, not only women, but those who are marginalized, those who we see as not us, and we realize God's heart for them. Great. Have a good day.